Now, News Talk Radio, CJAD 800 gives you Solo in the City with Cheryl Vesner. Good evening, Cheryl from Solo in the City. Remember, I am your certified love coach and your matchmaker. Every week, we talk about different things that have to do with relationships. It's all about relating, dating, and mating. And we actually have to do it in that order. We have to relate so we can date. And then if you want to mate, if that's what love is to you, then you get to mate. Every week, I have people who write into me and they share their stories and they ask questions. And it's one of the reasons that I also have my 844 number. By the way, the full number, if you ever need dating advice, is 844-744-SOLO. You got it. 844-744-SOLO. And the reason I put that phone number out there for everybody is I know a lot of people have those last minute dating advice questions when you're going out on a date and you might need a little bit of a pick me up or a helping hand or not sure what to do in a certain circumstance. Well, give me a little bit of a heads up. I can't always get to you right away, but I always get to you within 24 hours. I will always answer your questions. So if you need me, I'm there. And another way you can reach me is through the website, solointhecity.tv. And this week, I took one of the letters that came in to me. Um, I still say letters. Can you believe that instead of emails? I, I'm so old-fashioned, so old-school. It's okay. I own it. Anyway, somebody wrote in. Her name is Miranda, and she said this. Dear Cheryl, I am a 25-year-old and have had only two sort of serious relationships since I started dating. Here's the reason. My divorced mom has a very low opinion of men, and I think her negativity has rubbed off on me. For as long as I can remember, my mom trashed my dad, her ex, and every man she meets, works with, or sees on TV. Okay, that's a lot of men. Um, she really has a hate for all of them. The problem is now that with every guy I meet, I think of dating, I also see them through her pessimistic lens and can't get past the first date without finding at least 10 things wrong with the guy. It's like I have been poisoned and her dislike of men. Help, how do I get over this? I am sure that there are nice guys out there. Well, 100%, there are nice guys out there. There is no doubt that things are going to happen in your life right starting now. And why? Because you've already started to do what you need to do. Because the first, the first thing you have to do to change these destructive think patterns, because that's what it is, it's a destructive think pattern, is you have to recognize that there is something going on. And you've already done that. Second step is to ask for help. Well, by writing into me, you did that too. So now it's about slowly changing and changing those thing patterns. And there are different ways in which you can do it. You can, you can go and you can buy some self-help books, which by the way, I'm going to suggest a couple to you. You could go see somebody, uh, a therapist, you could work with a coach like myself. It, but it's all about starting the process. And then the fourth step will be to keep it going until you realize that you have changed it. You just have to deprogram that headspace. And, and remember, you are not your mother. 
And, you know, we don't live the lives of our parents. So it's great that you're seeing this and uh, start acting on it. I was going to suggest two books for you. One of them is Spiritual Junkie. This is from Gabrielle Bernstein. And I, I love her book because it's very enlightening. And she does have a very fresh, young look. Um, on life and her story, and because of your age and everything, even though it's it's for it's pandemographical, uh, I really believe that this could be a, a good place for you to start. Another one is from David Burns, MD. His book is called The Feeling Good Handbook, and it's a handbook. Uh, it's a handbook and workbook, so you get a lot of very technical tips, things that you can start applying, and, and it's, it's a great book. I happen to have used it um, around five years ago myself. So that's where I'd love you to start. And again, if you want, you can reach out to me, and I'm happy to help you. Now, as far as dating news, I, I was going to talk to you, and I, I still am going to talk to you about eHarmony, because they, they had uh, an article recently, and they did a survey about what really attracts people. And they were saying that online, their survey proved that most people, as, as much as they like somebody who's financially solvent and being athletic and uh, attractive, the most important thing is humor. People like people with a sense of humor. The one thing to look out for, though, in that sense of humor is somebody who isn't kind of making fun of other people and, and, and doing practical jokes constantly towards other people, because that is actually a very big negative. Uh, actually, it's got a little bit of a narcissistic behavior to it sometimes when somebody is constantly making jokes at other people's expense. So I wanted to touch on that. But on the way to the radio station tonight, something else happened. And I want to play a clip for you because this is a new app. Um, sorry, it's actually a website. And it's it's geared towards teens and teen dating. And it's called, sorry, it's called um, that's not cool.com. That's not cool.com. And it's addressing teen dating issues and being abused online. So I'm going to play that for you right now. Yeah, so I've definitely had friends who have been in abusive relationships. Um, I had one friend in particular who was in a physically abusive relationship and her boyfriend was very controlling. Um, she wasn't allowed to go out outside of going to work and coming home. He would also hit her. It was something that we were aware of, but we didn't really know how to support her. I at least was there to like listen to her. At that point in my life, that's all the support I could offer. I have a stepsister who's 13 years old and she had recently got into a relationship. It was really innocent, it was really cute, but recently she showed me that she had a GPS locating her boyfriend at all times. It was extremely shocking to see someone as young as 13 have that type of behavior. That's Not Cool is a teen dating violence prevention initiative um, and we help young people prevent and identify teen dating violence, particularly digital dating abuse. That's Not Cool is where young people are actively talking about the issue of teen dating violence and what so issues we're seeing. In our to me, this was something that I really wanted to address, the fact that I have teenage kids and I know other people who are listening out there. I'm sure you do too. 
I think that this was something that I really wanted to bring to the forefront because helping our children enter a safe zone in their dating life, it's their first step into, you know, the, the idea of love and relationships. And with one out of four people supposedly in that age group, in the teenage group, having abuse done to them through technology or physically is huge. So I really wanted to help parents out there who might need some help. Coming up next, we are going to be getting to the heart of the matter, talking tonight about moving forward, moving forward ourselves when we have a breakup, moving forward together as in moving in together, possibly moving away or moving things around when we're divorced and or we've just had a breakup and we're now alone in our present um, place where we're leaving, where we're living. So I've asked Lucy Shapiro, who happens to be a moving coach, and we're going to talk a little bit about her expertise, as well as Marise Mata. She's also a personal development coach who recently also had a split, and they're going to be talking to us about different ways of moving forward right here on Solo in the City on CJAD 800. This is Solo in the City with Cheryl Vesner on News Talk Radio, CJAD 800. Solo in the City on CJAD 800. Joining me now at the Cupid's table to get to the heart of the matter about moving, moving forward after a breakup, moving forward with somebody, moving in together, moving away to join someone. That's what we're talking about tonight. And tonight, I'm very excited to be joining me in studio is Lucy Shapiro. She is a she is the owner of Strategic Corporate and Residential Organizational Services called SOS. Welcome to the show, Lucy. Thank you very much. I'm so happy to be here. And and I I love this topic because well, first of all, you know, a lot of people suffer different types of breakups and we have to move forward. We have to move on. And that is the biggest challenge for people. And part of that is also the, physic the physical nature of moving forward, right? So I want to start off a little bit with the moving forward from the personal side of it. And to do that also, I want to welcome to the show, Marise Mata. She is a personal development coach and also recently divorced and had to move on herself. So welcome to the show, Maurice. Thank you. Thank you. Happy to be here. Okay. So, so Maurice, I, I'm going to start with you right now. Okay. Um, you just went through this. So what was, what was the biggest challenge for you? It was the decision to move on or the actual act of moving on? It's a little bit of mix of everything between the decision and actually moving on. And once even you've decided and you have started to move on, there's a whole part in the moving on that is a process in itself. 
Um, and this is applicable, like you said, for anything in life, be it a personal relationship, a marriage, a boyfriend, a girlfriend relationship, a work relationship, moving from one city to the next. Um, essentially, moving on, as defined in the dictionary, is to accept that a situation has changed and to be open and ready to deal with new experiences. So we've got two parts in this. So, so Lucy, what do you think is the first part of moving on and moving forward? Well, I guess when you have made the decision to move on or your partner's made that decision for you, whatever the case may be, we are very attached to our surroundings. And I think the first thing you need to change to be able to move on is your physical space because you look around and everything has a reminder of the past. So it's very important to recognize what you want to take with you in your future and what you want to leave behind. And and I wonder, well, and you also were divorced and you, you were remarried. I know for myself that because I stayed in the family home, it was very important for me right from the beginning to start claiming my space. Like I remember that that first day, actually, I started moving clothes into every cupboard that, that was empty because I, I needed to claim my space. And then slowly moving things around in other areas of the house. Did you go through the same thing, Lucy? Uh, I needed to just move out. And it's personal. Everybody has their own way of dealing with things. But... I needed my own space, a new space, a fresh space, not to keep also because I didn't have children. I think that changes it. It wasn't a family home. I just needed to remake my life. And many of my clients feel that way, too, that they need to just remake their life, find a new space and figure out who they are in their new life. And, and it's interesting because tonight we're three of us from very different perspectives because you moved out. And you didn't have children. I stayed in the family home with my three children. And Marise, you left your home and your children stayed in the home with your husband and you moved forward. Mm -hmm. I think the, the common thing is motion. It's moving. Be it like you did, Cheryl, moving within your own space or you completely moving to another space. The key word and the operative word is that motion, that motion that creates the energy, that creates the transformation. And and that is, I mean, as you do have, uh, Lucy, in, in, in your experience, when people move, the minute you start shifting your physical environment, it has repercussions and well, in well, other we, areas of your life. Well, when we talk about movement, I mean, yeah. we're even talking about moving your own energy, right? Yeah. And, and claiming the claiming yourself in this entire process. And that's the first part, is knowing that you yourself are moving forward and you're creating something, even if it's from a heartbreak, right? We have to continue moving and growing and deciding, well, is this going to stop me in my tracks? Or am I going to grow from it? We had somebody who wrote in, uh, Dan, I think you have to refocus on yourself asking, what do, sorry, what do I really want? Me. Also, do things you want to do that you haven't done for a long time and take time to do them. And finally, work on yourself to become a better person, preparing for the next, I love this, the next awesome relationship that should be better than the last because you know and love and understand yourself more. And I think that's the one key to be able to love 
others the right way. Lucy, you want to comment on that? I think when when you move forward and you move into a new space or you remake the space you're in, whatever it is, it's got to be very personal because whatever relationship you were in or whatever situation, life situation you were in and that you want to change, there's always the other person and their imprint is, is in the space. So it's all about making the space your own. So whether it means moving to a whole new place or just remaking the space you're in, it's very important that it be very personal to you. We are talking about moving forward, moving in on Solon City on CJAD 800 with Lucy Shapiro and Maurice Mata. Maurice, you created an, your own space for yourself, right? Absolutely. So does it look anything like the space you lived in before? Absolutely not. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> totally different. Um, but there's also something that we need to understand. That space is going to also be in constant evolution. That space will evolve as you continue to evolve, as you enrich your experience, as you discover and you start bringing in things of your current life, of your past life, the part that you had forgotten from long time ago, um, your heritage, uh, your passions, your newfound passions, all that comes in and blends. And I think it was Dan who had just sent you something. He's absolutely on the ball. Start by working on yourself. Be the awesome person you want to be. And, and, and often that person might have even changed a little in that relationship. So you were who you were. I know yeah. I, I was who I am now. I think I tried to change a little bit, you know, through my marriage and not that anybody asked me to, but it was just my evolution, having children thinking, you know, I had to fit into the PTA or whatever it was that was out there. And then all of a sudden, there you are. And you say, okay, where am I? Who am I? And where do I want to? to go. And, and even within matchmaking and within coaching, we always talk about values, lifestyle and goals. And you have to know where that goal is, what that goal is to move you forward. So let's talk a little bit about this, this moving space, right? Because I, I think that this is an important part about claiming yourself. And you were saying, Lucy, making areas for yourself and and especially even if there's kids involved making them have as well their spaces that are clearly defined that bring in the old and the new right well i think it's very different when you have kids because kids don't want to they're forced into a situation that they didn't ask for so i think in that situation you have to maintain a certain consistency for them and then find yourself within that space and work it around your children and, and their needs. Um, I think it's very different when you are in Marisa's situation where you've moved on independently to some degree and you can... But even in that, you have to make that space for them because even though you're moved on, you know, they're, they're an integral part of your yeah. life and you need to redefine Absolutely. all that for you, for them, for us, for everything. Um, the key, the key thing for me is to really go back within, go, go within, rebuild from inside. Um, what, are, what are the blockages? What are the limiting beliefs? How am I going to get past through, you know, those things? How am I going to uh, push through my fears and, and, and expand um, and, and, you know, my horizons and go beyond the box? Well, the, the first step is always 
when when yeah. you come out of a relationship is to go within. I mean, you have to to know also what it was within the relationship and and what the other person brought out in you. Not who they were, what they did to you, what they also brought out in you, and what is it that you want to own within the demise of the relationship and also knowing what you don't want in the next one. You know, the, as as Dan was saying, learn from that relationship. A lot of people talk about the fact that, oh, I made a mistake. No, you didn't. It was your lesson to the next level. 100%. And, and even within our homes, we make this. I, I do want to make mention about, you know, the moving forward because I, I'm at this, in this threesome, I'm the one who, who did move out eventually of my family home and created a new space. And at this time, I only had one child with me. And the first thing I did, I bought his furniture. I took him shopping to choose his room. His was the first room that was put together. Every piece of clothing was in a, in a drawer before because, as you said, he didn't have an option. He didn't have an option for the divorce. He didn't have an option to move out of the family home. He was swept into it with me. And I, and I really made him part of that process. And, and when you're working with people, Lucy, in this moving process, do you advise them to do the same thing? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, kids are, kids are the innocent bystanders. What I'm finding very interesting is that we are three women from very different situations, but the same. And I'm wondering, I'd love to hear a man's perspective, what a man would look to do first, if if the thought process is the same, that you know, you've got, and I think it should be, to bring the kids into the picture when you're moving on. Well, I can tell you just from my personal experience that my ex-husband was was very much uh, conscious of that and, and made his home very comfortable and had a space for my son. And, and you know what, if, if he's not, and I want to say this to, to you, if he's not that person, Try and work with him to get him to be that person. Very because important. the only thing is, this is about your kids. I don't know. Have you ever had your heart broken? If you have, why don't you call us or send us a text, 790-0800 or star 8255. Love to hear your stories. I have some other people who have texted in. I'm going to read you their comments. Remember, right now, you can also see us on Facebook Live. Ramona is taking you behind the scenes, even through commercials. Coming up, I'm also going to be telling you who won date night out. They're going to be getting two tickets to the Blue Gala and also how you can win next week's date night out by registering on Solo in the City. You just got to put in your email and your name. Solo in the City is all about spreading the love and tonight about moving it forward. We're doing it right here on CJAD 800. Solo in the City with Cheryl Besner on News Talk Radio, CJAD 800. Well, you know that I don't play. 
Streets not safe, but I never run away, even when I'm This is Solo in the City. I am your dating coach, and I want to remind you as well that besides matchmaking and coaching, I do also provide a dating site. So if you are interested in online dating, go to solointhecity.tv and go to the dating site. We are joined tonight at Cupid's Table by Lucy Shapiro and Marise Mata, both coaches from very different perspectives, yet very focused on the same thing, which is in this particular evening, moving forward, moving in. So we, we've been talking about different ways in which we claim our, ourselves. Now let's talk about moving in with somebody. Because we, 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 we've done claim your space in your own home and, and the fact that we have to you know, claim our own hearts and who we are. Now you meet somebody. And it's not the same thing as when we were in our 20s and you're building a house together and you go and you, make, you, know, you decide to get married. If, if you're just getting married or just want to live together, whichever it is, you go and you make a registrar and then you start buying furniture together and you build a house, Right. You're smiling. Yeah. You know where I'm going with yeah. this, right, Lucy? <laughs> but when you're in your 40s and 50s or older, you've got two people who have a life and a lot of things that came into that life. So let's talk about moving them in together. Okay, we're going to do this in two segments, together right. and then moving into the other person's space, okay? So together, you must have a lot of challenges helping two people combine a home. Notice I say challenge too. Well, that's a challenge because everybody has to be willing to give something up and everyone has to be willing to move together. And you have to each decide what's really important to you and what you can let go to be able to live with someone else. Because just like your emotions, everybody comes with their package. You also come with your physical package and it may not always work. It may not work on an aesthetic level. It may not work on a lifestyle level. So I think you have to decide what your priorities are and what you should combine that would work well moving forward together. Clifford says she came with a pitcher. I guess it was an ugly pitcher. <laughs> <laughs> My husband told me I came with a toolbox. <laughs> well, I, I mean, that brings me back, Marise, it's, it's making me think of... I don't remember what TV show it was. I think it was, um, anyway, you'll maybe remember, but I'm thinking of somebody who has that ugly lazy boy couch or, or the lazy boy chair, the, the broken down lazy boy chair that they want to put into the middle of the living room and a woman's going, ah, no, that's not happening. <laughs> but you didn't have to... it's a lot of compromise. <laughs> but, but often that ugly lazy boy chair has a lot more to it than the ugly lazy boy chair. So if you dig more on the emotional level, it's something, it has nothing to do with that lazy boy chair and tackled and examined and asking the right questions. Sometimes you'll be able to get rid of that old lazy boy chair, or you'll be able to embrace that old lazy boy chair. You know, it's all a matter of perspective and it's all a matter of, again, understanding what lies beneath all that. So, do you, Lucy, in, in your profession, do you run into these kind of conflicts a lot? And how do, you, how do you work with your clients on that? I think making a list. You make a list of what, what you both want to bring with you. And, and just doing a physical layout of what actually will fit. 
because sometimes you you come to the realization that it just doesn't all fit. So then you have to start prioritizing what's more important and what what you foresee your home looking like. Well, I, I, I could tell you right now that my new home, there would be no room for anybody else's clothes because it started off with not very much cupboard space to start with. So that alone could be a challenge for two people is, is even just bringing in their own personal belongings, never mind the furniture. Maybe you need to find another place where everyone's <laughs> life fits. <laughs> well, that, that, so that's about moving in together. But now let's talk about a little bit about moving into somebody else's space, because that to me is a big challenge. And I know that I've, I've had certain people that have come and talked to me about it saying, uh, mostly women actually, who have said, I'm moving into his place and with my child. And they're not necessarily comfortable with this whole, you know, taking space. And I look at it, you're not taking space, you are now going to be sharing space. So if you're not there yet, then you have a lot more talking to do because you have, you're going to be living with somebody. You have to be really comfortable with this person. So, you know, that, that's an issue onto itself, right? Absolutely. So right. how do you deal with something like that? Well, I think um, you have to have a really serious conversation about what space belongs to the child who's moving in and, and start there. Because like we said before, the child didn't ask for this. So that's, I think, the first priority. And then you both figure out how you fit around this new situation. And if you can come to a compromise you are listening, and a solution. You are listening to Solo in the City on CJAD 800. And we are talking about moving, moving in, moving forward, moving on, moving into somebody else's house. Maurice, I know you want to make a comment. <laughs> yeah, well, again, the physical space is the consequence or the manifestation of your emotional space and of the space of your relationship. And that will be clearly um, reflected in your physical environment. So when somebody moves into somebody else's space, first make sure that there is space in their life for you, for the child, an emotional space, a willingness. And then once that space is created on the emotional level, it will come and it will be very easily reflected in the physical environment. But you cannot force the physical environment thinking that the rest will follow. Well, hopefully you've, you've discussed most of these things or all of these things actually before you make the decision. I mean, that, that child, you should already, that's why I'm saying you should already feel welcome. And, and this is what I, I have talked to a lot of people about. Because you should feel welcome from within yourself that this is where you want to be and that you're comfortable with it. And that other person is making it available to you to feel welcome and, and embracing and making the space for you before you even step through that door. That that space is already defined for you. And again, though, I'm, I'm going to say the issue comes up if you're already feeling hesitant about being in that space before, you got more talking to do before you do it, right, Lucy? Absolutely. Um, whether it's with kids or without kids, mm -hmm. you have to feel welcome in that space. And that, that space is now half, half your space. And uh, that means on a physical level, and that's an on an emotional level as well. Your things have to fit and you have to fit. 
And you have to fit together. Yeah. And you have to find the balance. Exactly. And it's not just about you fitting in. It's about also not, part of it is not imposing on the other. The other one has to create the space for you. But often people are really afraid of asking the questions or the, the ones that really matter. And they prefer to tiptoe around the issues thinking, oh, you know, it's, it's going to go away and it's going to iron itself out. But it takes an enormous amount of courage to, fa- to, he- to face head on and, and to ask those questions and to go for those conversations. Because deep down, they steer some of our own fears. So it's how to be able, you know, to have that bold courage to go there. Well, that's hopefully the things that you are working on before you enter into the next relationship. And that's why it is so important to really take time, whether you're coming out of a relationship, or this is your first relationship to say, this is who I am. Mm -hmm. This is how I want to live my life. And this is where I want to go with it. And does this person fit with me? right? Because we're talking about everything having a place, everything fitting together. And that should be very well defined before you get to that front door (laughs) and be handed a key. (laughs) I think before you get to that front door, you've got to establish what new space is yours. And then you figure out what you're taking with you emotionally and physically. You mean from your house into that house? Yes. If okay. you're moving into your partner's home rather than he or she moving into your own, to actually know what the expectation is. So you don't just show up with the suitcase, right? <laughs> <laughs> and all your furniture in a truck. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I think in this day and age, people are, are taking a lot more time to really define the 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 roles of each other how you're going to move in together and it's not it's not even just the physical there's also a financial component that gets discussed into this whole thing but i'm not even going to go that one right now even though that's a very very big part especially with the blended families and i say families with a lot of children being you know part of the equation here right so um When it comes to this physical moving in, would you normally suggest from your perspective and your experience, Lucy, do you normally suggest choosing a new place together, something that's mutual? In an ideal world, I think that's the right way to go. But there's always issues that come up and and constraints and and maybe you have a lease or maybe you can't sell your place so you got to move in together before you find that place that you call both of yours so there's obstacles to overcome coming up more of your texts revealed about getting over heartbreak also how to become your own matchmaker i'm going to talk to you about that i'm also going to tell you how you can win a date night out and who's won a date night out this week at bistro on the avenue is the one coming up and the ones for tonight is two tickets to the blue gala we're going to tell you all that very soon on Solo in the City on CJAD 800. If I could touch your body, I know not everybody has got a body like you. Mm, but I got to think twice before I give my heart away. And I know all the games. 
You're listening to Solo in the City with Cheryl Vesner on News Talk Radio, CJAD 800. We are back and we are talking about moving on with Lucy Shapiro and Marise Mata. And it's been a very interesting conversation about moving forward, moving on, moving in together, moving into his place or her place or deciding to get a new place together. Before we continue, though, I do want to speak to you about something that is very exciting for me. Um, We were talking about the fact that I am a matchmaker, and I realized that while I was connecting people, I always say it's really important for you to be proactive. And then I realized that not everybody knows what that means, or even if they know what it means, how to do it. I know I didn't necessarily how to do it even when I started writing my blog. I just knew that I wanted to go out there and start dating. It was around four years ago and started writing 365 Days to Find Love. But I didn't know everything about how to put my life back together. I just knew I had to get out there and be social. So I have put together a program. It's a step-by-step program for how you can become your own matchmaker in four easy steps. And they are. Once you, once they become, you know, out there for you and you hear what they are, you're going to realize when you go step by step that you can do this. And it's basically what all matchmakers do for you when we're matching you up. So I'm going to be announcing that this week because I've been doing this with my clients and now I'm bringing it out to you and there's going to be a workshop coming up and you're going to be able to participate in my master class love shop. I'm going to call it a love shop instead of a workshop. <laughs> and um, it's going to be a Vantilo Spa. The hangout is going to be giving um, us a beautiful lunch with some bubbly as well. And uh, Rachel Schultz, the cosmetic company, will be helping us as well with uh, a little three-minute makeover because I think everybody should always walk out of their house feeling good about themselves. So it's going to be a great day and it's on April 30th. So check it out and um, follow us on Facebook to find more about that. So Lucy, Marise, talking about Facebook, I put out there today a question for everybody and I asked them if they ever had a broken heart and how uh, do you move on or how did they move on? And we had a few people wrote in and Michelle wrote this. Broken hearts are a part of life and could be a sign of a bad choice. Moving on is a decision of acceptance and understanding that some people are not meant to stay in your life. No matter how hard it may be to accept, the key word is to accept what has happened and try and learn from the relationship. When one accepts, it's amazing what comes to you. And what was interesting is during the break, we actually had somebody who who was talking to us um, from Facebook and asked me that question, like, how do you start? What is the first thing? And that's what I said. It's it's acceptance. The first part is acceptance and then forgiveness. And then there's a lot of other things that have to be done. Right, Maurice? Absolutely. Um, and one of them is whenever you're faced in that situation, is to ask yourself, what is this teaching me? What is it that I have to take out and learn from that situation? Um, it, it also helps you 
examine your belief system. What is it that I truly believe in? What is it that I stand for? What am I afraid of? And by digging into that, you develop your resilience. You develop your, your, your strength, your acceptance, and you're able to move on. Jasmine wrote in and said, what helped me was and still is the Hawaiian healing practice of Ho'oponopono. I, I actually know a little bit about this. It's a cleansing and healing um, mantra and, and prayer that you do. And what's interesting about it is the mantra is, I'm sorry, please forgive me, I love you, I thank you. And that's what we're talking about. When you want and are ready to move forward, you have to start with you. Right, Lucy? Absolutely. I think there's one other thing that wasn't mentioned is letting go of anger. A hundred percent. Well, but that's in, in this mantra, it's the yeah. forgiveness. So yeah. to forgive is to let go of anger because we can't move forward with anger and we definitely can't find love through anger. The two things are... Total, not compatible. Totally <laughs> not compatible. Uh, Mary actually says she moves on. Uh, she watched a lot of episodes of Friends. And once you start laughing again, the healing begins, right? So a little bit about the beginning of the show when eHarmony said laughter is part of it, part of a relationship. Well, that relationship starts with you. Date you, find the humor within you, find the, the humor in your life and great things will happen. Randy said, I continuously told myself that it was their loss and not mine. And this was God's way of protecting me from people who I had no business being involved with in the first place. And then I would vent my anger out by writing an angry song. I guess they, they must be country western music. I mean, I, I find their songs are always about, you know, sad somebody love. <laughs> somebody who wronged you, right? Well, Randy, um, you, we all find a way in which to release. Some people write letters and then burn them and throw them down the toilet, right? Whatever way in which you release your anger. And that's what you were saying, Lucy, right? Yeah. Absolutely. The taking responsibility part, you know, when you were talking about the Oponopono, the, the Hawaiian... Um, I'm sorry, please forgive me, the mantra. I'm sorry, please forgive me. I love you. Thank you. You're expressing love. You're expressing gratitude. You're expressing acknowledgement. And thankfulness. No, I'm sorry, you said gratitude. But you acknowledge and you ask for forgiveness. So that creates a whole um, series of events after. Actually, acknowledgement is also a a big part of it, right? Because one of the things that, that... we have to do is acknowledge ourselves every single day. Well, you know, every day we should take risks in our life and every day we should pat ourselves on the back and say, you know what? I, I, I helped somebody cross the street today. I, I spoke nicely to the person at the grocery store. I did an extra good deed for my son today. And I walked the dog for my neighbor Giving yourself these little acknowledgments also is part of a healing process when you're going through something. Saying, I, I'm, I'm good. You know, I, I'm taking care of myself and, and I acknowledge myself for being strong and confident. That acknowledgement is actually also realizing your self-worth. Part of moving on is realizing who you are, your self-worth, what do you have to bring. But acknowledgement also is to realize and to take responsibility for whatever you did wrong, consciously or unconsciously. 
And that also helps the healing process. So it's got always those two parts. I'm not talking about taking responsibility and beating yourself up. Oh, my God, I'm so bad. I'm so this. I'm so that. That's, you know, being in the washing machine spin cycle. Get out of that. <laughs> it's horrible. And the, and, the washing, and the washing machine, because it goes yeah, back and exactly. forth and back and forth, right? You know? Versus just the spin that goes in one direction. Absolutely. So get out, get off that train. It's no like good. analogy. <laughs> But it's about stopping, taking stock of what's happening right here and there, looking forward, looking at the dream, looking at what you want and where you want to go and having faith that you will get there. I think a little part of why I got into what I'm doing and and this whole life change management moving thing I have going on came from me personally overcoming doing all these things that we're talking about and loving the idea of helping other people find peace when they move in or on. Well. We, we have to find the peace and the peace starts within ourselves. I want to thank both of you uh, for joining in tonight. I want to share a couple other little texts that came in as well. One of them came from Costa and he said, the way to mend a broken heart is alcohol. Lots and lots of alcohol. No, <laughs> you're not going to find love at the bottom of the bottle. I promise you that. Um, I, and I also want to address uh, somebody wrote in and asked me if I have seen Ellen's new program on TV called First Date. If so, do I have any comments or opinions? Actually, no, I have not seen it. I am waiting to see it. I've been really busy these days and haven't gotten to watch anything other than, um, quite honestly, the Trump reality show that's going on out there. Talk about love and relationships. <laughs> Got to figure that one out. Anyway, no comment on that one. Uh, Audrey also wrote in and said, until my mother died, I didn't really know what a true broken heart was. An ended love affair relationship union is not a real broken heart, but an opportunity to grow in a different direction. And I have a feeling that's what Sharon was referring to when she said, is there a difference between a heartbreak and a wounded heart? And I think there is a difference. Um, losing somebody can be real heartbreak and sometimes a relationship. Our heart is wounded but it will mend and we have to mend it ourselves. So again, thank you both for joining us. Before you leave, I am going to ask Lucy to reach into the box and we are about to draw date night out giveaway. It's two tickets to the blue gala. It's happening on uh, April 22nd and it's a dinner and it's a comedy show. It starts at 530. I'll be there too. And, we're going to now see who won these tickets to this amazing night out. Uh, I pull the name. It's yep. Sylvie Mousset. Oh. And I have a, an email address on here. Well, we'll Do be we... getting we'll be getting in touch with Sylvie Mousset and we'll be sending you an email. You have won these tickets to the gala. You're going to have a lot of fun and it's getting back to laughing about a being in love and laughing with yourself and laughing with a partner and hopefully you will do that at the comedy show. Maurice, thank you as well for joining us tonight and sharing all your thoughts and your expertise. Both of you brought so much enlightenment to everybody and uh, I thank you. 
very, very much. Now, next week's date night out is a dinner for two to Bistro on the Avenue. So if you want to win that Bistro on the Avenue dinner, you have to register now at solointhecity.tv. Put in your name and your email address and see if you will be the lucky winner. Don't forget, also, this week I will be announcing more about how to become your own matchmaker. We're going to have a lot of fun teaching you my tricks of the trade. Thanks again to Aaron, Melinda, Tanya, Andrew, and Ramona, who's doing our Facebook. Everybody produces the show together. It is a real label of love from all of us to you. And if you need any dating advice, don't forget, call me, 844-744-SOLO. That number is available to you 24-7. Next week, how to create your perfect profile with Carmelia Ray on CJAD 800 and iHeartRadio. And in the meantime, this week, as always, remember, keep it simply social, because we all know it's all about that kiss. Good night, everybody. Hi, I'm Cheryl Besner, your certified dating coach and host of Solo in the City every Saturday night on CJD 800. If you're looking for one-on-one coaching, matchmaking, or my suggestions for a great date place, I'm here for you. Get up, get out, and get social using the Solo in the City dating app. No matter whether you're single, in transition, or ready to date, let me help you make love happen. Let's chat, 844-744-SOLO, or find me online at solointhecity.tv. Thank you.